All right, we're going to start in Proverbs 13. If you'll be finding that today, Proverbs 13. And I like this passage as a kind of as a launching place to think about, uh, you know, think about setting some worthy goals in our life and then maybe how about how go to how accomplish them. So Proverbs 13 and verse 19 says, The desire accomplished is sweet to the soul, but it is abomination to fools to depart, to depart from evil. I want, to, I want to begin by just thinking about that verse and what it actually is trying to say to us. You know, when you see these contrasts in Proverbs, very frequently, and we'll look at this together here in a moment, you'll have two different objectives, two different paths, two different outcomes, and they're set side by side. We see that in verse 19, it says, the desire accomplished is sweet to the soul. It's just, it feels good to reach a goal, to accomplish something you want to accomplish. But it is abomination to fools to depart from evil. Now, in this case, that second half doesn't to me just automatically relate to the first half at first glance, but we'll see that it does. But just to, just to express this again, look at the verse prior to this, verse 18 of Proverbs 13. Poverty and shame come to him that refuseth instruction, but he that regardeth reproof shall be honored. So we have these two contrasts. The person who refuses to take instruction and the end result will be poverty and shame. It will, not be, it will not be a good thing. But the second half of the verse says, But he that regardeth reproof, he that will listen to instruction and grow because of uh, seeing where he's wrong, he will be honored. So again, you see these two things set side by side. And when we see that, we ought to want the better of the two, right? We ought to want to, to, to re- avoid poverty and shame as a result of refusing instruction, but we want to regard reproof. You know, sometimes we go through life and we don't recognize the very simple principle of the Bible, which is, you know, whatever we sow, we're going to reap. And so if we want a good outcome, if we want a good, a good harvest, we need to be planting good seed. We need to do that intentionally, purposefully, consistently. Drop down past verse 19 to verse 20. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise. But a companion of fools shall be destroyed. Now, there's real easy to see the contrast. The people you keep company with are going to influence you. If you, if, you get your, if you get your support and your input, your counsel from those who are wise, it's going to help you in a path of wisdom. But if you, if you, if you get your input, your counsel from fools, you're going to be destroyed. So it's easy to see that contrast. Now, let's go back to verse 19. The desire accomplished is sweet to the soul, and that's very plain to me it is a it is a sweet thing it is a desirable thing it's a it's a reassuring thing when you reach a goal when your desire is accomplished but the next half though is not as clear but is abomination to fools to depart from evil now how do those two things pertain to each other and I this is what I think it is if you're going to accomplish a desire it means you're going to have to not only go for something, you have to go from something. And, and the, when it says there, it is abomination of fools to depart from evil. To, for some people, 
for them to give up something that's not good for them, it's like an abomination. It's, not, it's distasteful. It's, they, they have no desire for that. And so, so I see, that's how I think these two, verse, these two sentences agree here in verse 19. If we're, going to, if we're going to accomplish our desires, it's going to be good for us. We're going to feel good about it. But for some people, a foolish person, they're not willing to leave behind the things that are keeping them. The word evil is not just sinful. It just means it's not good. And so, so in our lesson, this is where we're going to start at. And that's this matter of a desire. The desire accomplished. And the question in, is, in little, a, little letter A there, are there any areas of your life that you want to be better? That could be, and I already asked, and numerous people said, yeah, it could be in a relationship you want to improve. Could be in some physical goal you want to get healthier. It could be in an attitude. You know, I've, I see that I'm prone to negativism. I, I want to change that. I want to get this out of my life. I worry too much. I mean, you may not think these things are important, but I think they're all important. And God is not just going to zap us with victory in all these areas of our life. He wants us to cooperate with him. And notice it says the, a desire that is accomplished. The desire, we have to want that. And that's really what we're starting off with. You know, if I want to lose, if I want to lose a few pounds, that's a good thing. But if I'm going to do that, I'm going to have to part with something. Maybe so many second helpings. Maybe that would be a good thing to depart with. Maybe, maybe ice cream only twice a day rather than three times a day. If, we're gonna, if, you're gonna give, if you're gonna get something that's good, you may have to give up something that's not as good. And that's really where the rub is for us a lot of times. Because we don't wanna give it up. We don't wanna give up maybe time on social media or time in entertainment. We don't wanna give that up that we might spend more time maybe reading a book that would really help us emotionally and spiritually, or maybe more time getting into the Bible. So the desire accomplished is sweet to the soul. Last, yesterday we ended a year, and today we start a new year. And a part of our prayer this morning, my wife and I was just being thankful for the goodness of God in the past year, blessings and help along the way. You know, we're going through a, you know, halfway through a year of a new life for us since we're retiring from pastoring. But, but along with that, through the year, we've, we've intentionally said, Lord, we, we still want to be useful. We still want to be engaged. We still want to have a role. So, so if you accomplished any goals at all last year, that would be a good thing to, to rejoice in. Be there. It's gratifying when a goal is accomplished. For instance, becoming debt-free, that would be something to celebrate, wouldn't it? For some... People that just really have, maybe they got a house debt hanging over their head or maybe some other debt. But that would be a desire accomplished, wouldn't it? To be completely debt free. Or maybe, uh, maybe conquering three, under three, some stubborn habit. You know, something that you really feel like you can have victory in, that God has helped you with. So these are des worthwhile desires. See, these victories are not always attained easily. We have to be willing to depart from evil, as that verse says. It's an abomination of fools to depart from evil. We have to remove things from our life that hinder us from reaching this desired outcome. You know, uh, my wife and I were, had a conversation this, one day this week, and uh, it, was, it was when it was cold, so we like to walk. We don't walk every day, but we walk um, several times a week. 
and it was too cold, so I said, let's go downstairs, and we'll get on the treadmill and the, and, uh, the bike, and we'll get us put an hour in. So she said, I don't want to. I said, I don't either, but let's go. So if you're going to accomplish something, you have to give up something. You know, it's not because the flesh doesn't always want this, the things that God has for us. So either, oh, wait a minute, D, this, this is true in our spiritual desires, our health-related goals, our financial changes we want to make in our life, improved relationships. And the word desire means it's something we really want to. We want this. And, there's the, and that's the, I tell you, the key question is, do we really want this? Do I really want to, do I have a goal that I really want to work toward? And we've heard this a lot of times. People do what they want to do. And you know what? I believe that. People do what they want to do. And if we're going to change our trajectory in some way, we have to want to. Um, We have time to do the things we want to do. I mean, people may say, well, I don't have time. I don't have time to go make a visit or I don't have time to read my Bible. But we have time for other things. We have time to watch television we have time, so, so we have to change our wanter. We have to think about this. And, and, and I don't think God, again, just zaps us. I do believe God works in our desires. Philippians says, for it is God, it's God which worketh in you. God worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. He helps us have the right desires. And he'll help us accomplish those desires, but we have to be willing to be on board with that. He's not going to force that upon us. Uh, we don't... Gee, there, we don't mind spending money on things we truly enjoy. You know, people, people, the same people who may say, I can't afford to tithe, have time to go out and eat a couple of times a week. Well, so it's, a, it's not a matter of not having the money, it's having our desire in the right place. We, have to, we spend money on things, we don't mind spending money on things that we enjoy. So as we begin this thing this morning, I just, that's, the, that's the thing I really want to emphasize, our desires. And I want to mention this just uh, for the sake of our thinking and doctrine about this. Number two there, it's wise to plan and prepare. People go through their life without really making plans, and they don't really, they, they're kind of fatalistic. It's what's going to happen is going to happen, but the Bible teaches us differently. The Bible teaches us that it's wise. Now, A, there's an important thing to keep in mind. None of us know what the next year will bring. And that's true. You know, I was thinking about this friend of ours this morning that I sent a note to. He I'm sure he when he went to bed last night, he did not know that his sister would be in heaven this morning and he would have to be deal with that. You know what I'm saying? You don't you can't predict the future. We don't know what's going to happen. The verse there is is a very important verse to understand. Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. So there's always a degree of uncertainty about the future. We We don't know. God knows, but we don't know. But having said that, we are encouraged to plan and prepare. Look at this verse in Proverbs 6. And Proverbs 6 where it says in verse 6, go to the ant, that's A-N-T, not A-U-N-T, go to the ant, thou sluggard, Proverbs 6, 6, look at the ant, consider her ways, watch her work, 
and be wise. You'll, become, you'll get wisdom from the ant, which having no guide or overseer or ruler, the ant, when you see the ant, there's not, there's not a person, another ant behind it cracking the whip, you know, having no guide, overseer, or ruler, provideth her meat in the summer and gathereth her food in the harvest. In other words, the ant is disciplined, the ant works according to a schedule, and the ant has foresight. I'm looking ahead. And that's the way the ant, we can learn from this. Then how long shall thou sleep, O sluggard? When wilt thou rise out of thy sleep? Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands of sleep. If you don't get over this, if you don't conquer this laziness, so shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth, and thy want is an armed man. The point being, God instructs us to learn from the ants. And one of the things that we learn from the ants is that they work in the summer, they save, they put, about, put aside, they gather when it's harvesting, and they do that without a supervisor, without an overseer. God said we can learn from that. So let's get away from this idea of, you know, we don't need to plan or prepare. You know, no, God wants us to do that. We can look at many other verses that teach that. Now, now before we get back into the... Proverbs chapter 13, just a note about planning ahead and goals. B there under number two, over 80% of New Year's goals are not achieved. I read a little study about this the other day. Eight out of ten people who set a goal, maybe it's to lose weight, maybe it's to read two or three books a year, maybe it's to save some money, maybe it's to start investing, whatever it is, 80% of them are not achieved. Eight out of ten are not achieved and we ought to ask ourselves why. And in this survey, it gave three top reasons that people said, and all of them were almost equal. First of all, they set goals that were not realistic. And that's possible to do. In other words, this may be unrealistic for you to say, well, I'm a, I hadn't been reading my Bible like I should, so I'm going to start reading my Bible through uh, once a month. That's, some people may be able to do that, but for most of us, that's, we don't have the time to do that. So they need to be realistic goals. The second thing is they didn't track their progress. You know, they, didn't, they weren't watching it all the time. And there's a lot of ways I could think about the importance of that, but, but it's, we'll get back to that in a moment, I think. But it's really important that we kind of keep an eye on our progress. For instance, if you, if you were to say, I, wanna, I don't read enough. I need to... And by the way, all of us need to be readers. So if you, let's say you set a goal, I'm going to read uh, a book a month. That may seem like a lot, but just say I'm going to read a book a month. Well, you ought to, you know, if you're one or two weeks into the month and you hadn't started reading, you ought to track your progress and say, I've been, I need to get after it. So we need to track our progress. Number three, they often forget about their goals, and which tells me maybe it didn't mean as much to them as it should have. So, if we're going to have change, if we're going to have some positive steps to change, let's talk about what those look like. And the first one, A, is this something that I seriously want? To read my Bible every day. Maybe to read the Bible through in the year. Maybe to give out five tracts a week. Is this something I really want? And by the way, these are, this is not wrong to make plans and set goals. It's not wrong. You know, people who strive for nothing usually accomplish it. You know, we need to be, so we ought to be goal setters. 
what, number one, we must be honest. Will this really help me? Will, it be, will I feel good about this? And most importantly, is it pleasing to God? I gave a definition, a simple definition of success there near the bottom of the front page. Success, one definition, is knowing and doing God's will. You could break that down in smaller increments, but really, that's really what success is. So this is, this is an important step. Is it important to me? Now, we're one, we're only a few hours into the first day of a new year. And so we ought to be thinking about this. And maybe you hadn't really thought too much about setting a goal, but you could think about it today. Is it something that I really want? Uh, go to Psalm 37, and I'm kind of rushing because I want to leave some time for discussion at the end. But Psalm 37, great passage of Scripture. It says in verse 4, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Isn't that a wonderful promise? And there's two parts of that. Part, first is the first part, our part. The second part is God's part. Delight thyself also in the Lord. Make the Lord your delight. And all of us could agree, I think, that we could, we could work on that. We, ought to con we want to delight ourselves in the Lord. But it says he'll give you the desires of your heart. Now, sort of embedded in that, I think, is something. It's not clearly stated, but it's implied. And that is... The more, I, the more my heart is in tune with God, the more I'm going to want what he wants. You know, there was a day when I wouldn't even cared about reading my Bible every day or care about any, a lot of things that, we, that matter to us now. But the, but the more we delight in him, and by the way, delighting in him is not just going to church. It's not, just, it's not even just reading your Bible. It's having a heart that's in love with the Lord and want to be yielded to God want to be pleasing to him, the more we do that, the more he's going to work in our heart. Then he says in verse 5, commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. So the word commit there means that you put it off on him. You roll it off, your path, your way, roll it over on the Lord, and trust in him, and he can bring it to pass. And so this, this is an important thing about these, this matter of desires. We, we want... We want to have the right desires. I want to have the right desires. And I want to see those come to pass. And so I think if we were to, if we were to take a poll today and, and ask every person here, do you think it would be a good thing for you personally, individually, to spend a little time every day reading and meditating on the Bible? Every person in this room would say so. I'm confident. So we know we should, but do we want to? We ought to be honest enough to say that really doesn't matter to me. And if it doesn't really matter to me, we have a spiritual problem. So, so it's one thing to say I, I should do it. It's another thing to say I want to do it. And by the way, it'd be good for you. It'd be, everyone, it'd be good for you. It'd be good for your spiritual growth. It'd be good for those around you. So number one, we're talking about a list of practical things, and this one has gotten the most attention. Number one, do I really want it? Number two, be specific about it. And I just listed some possible goals here. We're not going to talk, but number one is spiritual goals. Number two is financial goals. Number three is personal growth and development. Number four is relationship goals. So be specific about it. Spiritual goals, and I've already talked about some of them. 
But one of my, a, a good goal would be just to always, every day, keep your sins confessed. Don't, don't let something that you did wrong remain a problem for you for the next day or the next week or the next month. We ought to keep our sins. That's a, that's a really good spiritual goal. Or maybe some area of ministry involvement. Maybe you play an instrument, but you've quit playing it, but it'd be a good time to pick that instrument up and not just to do it for yourself, but to do it for the Lord. Maybe volunteer in some way around the church or get involved in evangelism. So spiritual goals. Number two is financial goals. Maybe get on a budget. You know, most of us do not have the luxury of being to automatically increase our income. Now, some people may. But most of us, if we're going to get a better place, we have to start not by increasing our income, but by decreasing our expenses. If we're going to have some margin, we have to make those kind of practical decisions. I'm, going to, I'm not going to you know, eat out as much. Or I'm not going to do this or whatever. So we need to think about these in financial goals. I promise you this. You, I don't know that anybody here would think this way, but I know some people think like this. They don't even give this any time of day because they feel like there's nothing they can do. But I want to tell you today, there's always something you can do. Some way to improve an area of your life, whether it's financial or spiritual or whatever. Another would be giving. God promises to bless that. Maybe, maybe you're not giving to missions. Maybe starting to save a little money. Number three is personal growth and development. That could be some health-related goals, diet or exercise or maybe it's taking... You know, some people are just strictly against wellness exams, like, you know, recommended exams. I think those things can head off some serious problems down the road. But B, we're to be good stewards of our health. And that includes time management as an underpersonal growth. Am I really using my time wisely? Number four, relationship goals. Maybe a relationship with a relative, a friend, or getting reconciled with somebody. So, so first thing is, is we want to make sure we really want this. The second thing is we want to be specific about it. The third thing is, what will I have to give up for this to happen? Remember that verse in Proverbs 13? It is an abomination of fools to depart from evil. We have to be, we have to be willing to give up something. And to have what's best may require that we give up lesser things. I put a verse in here that I, I love in Ecclesiastes 5. It says this, a dream cometh through the multitude of business. That means a dream comes because we work at it. There's effort involved. And a fool's voice is known by a multitude of words. Some people just talk about wanting things to be different. Some people work at making things different. And so we want to be in that category of a dream cometh through a multitude of business. For it takes an investment of time and effort and discipline. And just throwing in this verse, uh, this thought, number five there under C, self-denial is foundational for the followers of Jesus. Jesus said this over and over. You have to deny yourself. And I I've, I've wholeheartedly believe that one of the biggest things standing between us and a better life is um, sometimes we're just not willing to say no to ourselves. You need to quit saying that. You need to quit watching that. You need to give that up. It's not good for you. So that's a part of it. It's part of the journey. Number four, another thing that would help us is to be accountable. You know, 
When, when my wife and I travel, she probably wouldn't want me to tell you this, but she's not here. When my wife and I travel, she usually wants to carry the scale, a scale with her. And I said, what far? We're going to be on vacation. Who cares about the scale? But you know what? She's accountable to that piece of equipment. She wants, she wants to know where it's at, what it says every day. So, you know, this, you ha- there has to be some accountability. Maybe getting some advice from someone. Maybe get someone to get some encouragement from someone. Some outside help. How, how could I improve this? You've been through this. How could I improve this? And that could be anything. It could be parenting. It could be marriage. It could be financial, whatever it may be. E, the next one, five, don't quit because you fall. You know, we're only a failure if we quit. And F, celebrate progress. Don't be so focused on the final goal that you ignore the improvements. You know, if, if, you, if you haven't been in a habit of reading your Bible every day, and you read your Bible every day for 10 days, and you miss a day, don't beat yourself up. Realize, you know, I'm already on a, a better path. Get back on the path and stay on it. You don't just throw in the towel because you are you're, um, had a bad day. And then finally, and then this is not least important, but have faith in God. This verse in Matthew, all things whatsoever you ask in prayer, believe you shall, believing you shall receive. So we need to trust in the Lord. Just because, just because I've not been able to accomplish something in the past doesn't mean I can't do it in the future with God's help. And so we want to, you know, we want to we really look at this, I think, and ask ourselves, and, and maybe this doesn't mean anything to you. Maybe you're one of those people that just thinks, well, I'm, I'm just going to take each day as it comes. And that's a good thing. You can't change a lot of the outcome of certain things. But I believe the, God, the Bible teaches us the wisdom of planning and preparing and asking God to help us. Asking God to help us. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand, but I, I know there's probably people in this room that would agree with this. There have been times when we have asked the Lord specifically as we start out our day, Lord, would you, would you work in our conversations and our life today and the people we interact with to, to open up a, an opportunity to share the gospel or have a gospel conversation or to witness. And it's inc- uncanny how many times God does that. Now, you could say, well, it was just a coincidence. I don't think so. I think we ought to pray and plan and prepare, trusting the Lord to lead us to accomplish things he wants us to accomplish. Now, I go back to this thing of retiring as a pastor and I don't necessarily think my life is all that much slower or easier, but it's different. But um, I think some people may look at retirement like, well, I just want to get, be through with punching the time clock. I want to be through with having to all go to the office. I just want to kind of relax, put my feet up, whatever. And there's a place for that. But, I, but to me, it's a different stage of my life that I want to enter into with faith and trust and asking God and let's, trusting God to work and trusting God to open doors and thus far, that's the way we've tried to live this stage of our life. And, you know, I know people that are in our church that are retired and, and those that aren't retired that spend a considerable amount of time around the church. I saw several up here yesterday working on projects, doing different things. You know, that's, that's a part of us. Whatever stage of life we're in, we're thinking, Lord, I want you to use, I want to make the most of this. I want you to use this in my life. And so, so I'll, on the back of this, if you'd flip to the back of this, 
um, there's kind of a worksheet or a homework thing, and I'm not going to, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but I want to just kind of show you what I had in mind when we, so I gave a couple of examples. Let's just say, just to have an example, a sample. The first one, let's just say you decide, I'm going to read three books this year. To read three books this year, I'd have to read one book every four months. Now, that, that sounds easy, doesn't it? But you know, it, it is easy. If you apply yourself, it's easy. If you don't apply yourself, it seems impossible. So what, why would this be important to me? And the reason it's important is to improve myself, to grow. You know, uh, I seldom learn anything from just thinking about what I know. Now, sometimes thinking about what I know helps me make adjustments because I know I hadn't been doing what I ought to do. But I get, I get a lot more help by reading what somebody else has done, what some, especially if it's a good author. It's something that applies, you know, and it doesn't even have to necessarily be about spiritual growth. It could be about our history. It could be about something that you find interest in. But I, I just really believe it's important that we be readers. So it's important. So how am I going to accomplish this? Well, make a, maybe make a few lists, a list of a couple of books I want to read or a few books I want to read. And again, you may ask around, what's a book that really helped you, a book that really challenged you? You know, some of the best books that I've ever read came because somebody recommended them. And I read them and found, found them just really to be helpful. And so, and then how am I going to monitor my progress? Maybe by setting a goal of how many pages I'm going to read per week, how many chapters I'm going to read per week. The point is, it's very, it's very easy to take this in theory and make it applicable, make it practical, and even write it down. You know, maybe you've never, maybe you've never prayed with a prayer list, and you think, you know, I'm going to start writing names down of people that I want to remember to pray for. Or maybe just whatever the case might be. But, you know, my challenge to you is individually, and maybe you've already done this, but if you haven't, I'd like for you to take this and just find some time, maybe today or in the next day or so, and just go through this and ask yourself, what would be something that, that I could purpose to do and plan to do that this year, if God is my helper, I'm going to do this in a better way. And that could be anything. It could be faithful to church. could be getting into a Bible study with someone. Whatever, the, whatever you think of. Okay, maybe another, here's another one, a goal. I want to become more hospitable. I think that's a good goal. Become more outgoing, gregarious, friendly. For some people that's easy. For some of us it's harder. It's not easy for me. You know, in my natural instinct, especially the way I was before I really got serious about following the Lord, I was just a really an isolated kind of a person that just liked to stay to myself and, and, and whatever. So, so that's a good goal. And how, why is it important to learn to serve others and build relationships? You know, the Bible says, think about this. The Bible says that we're to exhort one another daily. Now, how can you exhort fellow believers daily if you only see them for once, once a week, maybe for just a couple hours or two times a week? And really, 
exhorting is not just saying, how are you doing? Exhorting is being engaged in their life and having conversations. So, so that would be a good thing. And why is that important? To serve others and build relationships. How am I going to accomplish that? Well, we're going to have to maybe plan to schedule some guests to come to your home. Or maybe, maybe, maybe say, this would be very good. Maybe you just say, I'm going to, I'm going to, once a month, I'm going to meet with a different person and we're just going to go have coffee together or we're going to have, have a meal together and eat a sandwich. Just once a month, I, I'm going to schedule this in. You know, I don't know about you, but when I put things on my calendar, they tend to get done a lot more than I just have things up here. Things up here sometimes get forgotten, but things on my calendar, I'm reminded of them. When I'm reminded before the t- appointment, I'm reminded for the appointment. So, so maybe you ought to plan to do that. Or maybe have an event once a month, like have a couple of, have a couple in your home or have a couple of couples in your home or a couple of friends or several ladies or several men or just say, let's, let's get together. And, and you know, you know who it'd be good for? It'd be good for you and it'd be good for them. Now, I just give you these two examples of things that I, that I think are important, you know, and, uh, so you could look here at this list. You have, you have spiritual, which I would think would be include, um, you know, Bible, prayer, Bible reading, prayer, things of that nature, getting your sins confessed. Maybe, maybe something that you've never really dealt with from your past, and you think, you know, this is the year. I've, I've mentioned this before, and this is not, it, was, it, was, it happened a couple of years ago, but I was so... Uh, upset with myself a few years ago, two or three years ago, over the prideful tendencies that I have in my heart, just to think of myself more highly than I ought to think. And, and, I, and I made it a, my goal, I wrote this down for, for, that, for that particular year, my goal for this year is I want to really see victory in this area of my life. Now, I, th- I just think it's important for us to think about. If we don't think about where we're going to go spiritually, if we don't think about making plans to, to improve, we may find ourselves year after year basically just being in the same place. Same place emotionally, same place spiritually, same place intellectually, you know. And you know what? I, I could be good with that, but I don't think it's what God wants for us. You know, that, when Paul said, I press, Philippians chapter 3, I press forward, I press for the mark of the high calling of God. I do not consider myself to have apprehended. I'm not arrived, but I'm pressing for something. I think we ought to be the same way. So it could be some relationship. Just give you an example. Last, last year, my wife and I made a contact and went and sat down and had a visit with a couple who left our church upset with me two decades ago. But you know what I said? I'm going to do what I can to restore that relationship. And I, think, I don't think I did anything that offended them. I just think they, whatever the case may be, don't need to get into that. But anyway, you know, it went wonderful. It went good. But that didn't just happen. We have to think about it. What can I do? You know what that does? That gets you out of your comfort zone. It gets you out of a, you know, was it awkward? Sure. 
Did I pray a lot about it? Absolutely. But I felt like it was the right thing. Just, just saying that, just to me, just reveals the tendency that I can have and all of us can have just to let things go. Just keep, you know, just letting them go. So fi financial goals. Here's a question for you. It has nothing to do with finances, but it has to do with the principle. When is the best time to plant a tree? Somebody tell me. Spring, that's a good one. Anybody else? Wasn't what I was looking for. The best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. I mean, we have trees in our front drive that are, I don't know how, 30 feet tall maybe, 20-something feet tall. But I, we plant them, they were that big. The best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago, but the second best time to do it is today. So if you want to start saving or cutting back or making adjustments, now's the time to do it. Getting involved in ministry, how could I get involved? What if we just put down, I'm going to, with God as my helper, I'm going to give away a track a week. And he says, that's, that's not much. Well, maybe if you look back, there have been a lot of weeks we didn't give a track away. Or just getting in better condition, physically or emotionally. So I asked the pastor, who was going through these lessons, and I asked Pastor Wise, could I just have a lesson just devoted to thinking about making adjustments in our lifestyle? Because the desire accomplished is sweet to the soul. And if you could take one thing or two things this year and say, I'm going to work on it all year, and then next year you come back to a time like this, it would be a very gratifying thing to say, you know, there's something that with God helping me, I did in a different way. Does that make sense? All right.